What up, Lou? How you doing, man? Lou can't hear us, so Lou, I'm just gonna mute you. Yep, there you go. That's not Lou. Oh wait, no. Is that? Hello, is that me? Is that you? I think so. Hold on. Do you have a cookie firing off? Tell me that was you. Is that was that me? No, yes. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think... was it? I, I closed my browser. If anybody's joining us, we'll figure out an intro if this even comes in. Looks like Lou's enjoying a night out on the patio. Are you with the wife and kids, or just the wife, or by yourself? I'm by myself. Nice. Is that the plan for the whole night, or what's going on? No, uh, uh, I did some hats for this brewery that uh, just opened, so I went there. And then I walked home and I got hungry, and so now I'm at. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a burger right up. <laughs> okay, so it's needless, needless to say the brewery gave you multiple free drinks. Yeah, and then everybody I've tried to FaceTime tonight uh, has not picked up, so here I am. So your platform <laughs> was our podcast on Zoom. <laughs> I know. It's so hard. I, I, can't, I, can't, I, I can barely hear you guys. I can tell because every time we start speaking, you look like my grandfather who just like leans in. <laughs> I know I got I meant I meant to bring my uh, my my uh, my my earpods, but I forgot. Well, you had the Bose earbuds, right? I got the the Bose Beats. Those aren't a thing. The the Beats are by Dre. Yeah, the like the the they're like the newest uh, hmm. ear whatever. They're pretty. Yeah. I mean, it, it's basically it's basically the it's the uh, the Apple wireless. But it's by Beats, and it's like uh, fifty dollars cheaper. Okay, mm. cool. Uh, I wasn't too interested in it. I just wanted to hear how long it's going to take you to explain that. Shout out to Beats, sponsor us if you'd like. Until then, it's Bose for life. Speaking of Boses, Jeanette, what's good? Not much. Just uh, trying to get back into things. It feels like the longest week. Yep. For some reason. But you know what? Any week that in- any, any week that what any week that includes limited uh, fake Joe Zagaki and the eight hundred <laughs> laterals against Duke is a good week. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I literally that just got me through. Lou, you're on mute in case you decide to try talking. Oh again. no! no. <laughs> So, Lou, uh, I love the fact that you still like has the same energy, knowing that you did it the first time on mute and we saw you. And as soon as you unmuted, you kept the same energy as if you just started the joke. So, thank thank you for always being a professional at a restaurant that you walk to at ten thirty at night. It keeps going. I don't know why it keeps going on mute. I don't know why, but uh, that's like the, that's my limited fake Mike Ryan as uh, Joe Zagacki. Yeah, did you just say that your phone keeps going on mute and you don't know why? Did you think just for a second that maybe because we're recording a podcast and you are just giving us all sorts of bar and restaurant background noise, so I'm muting you? Uh, maybe, but I was also thinking that maybe <laughs> whenever I put my phone up to my ear because I can't hear you. Yeah, that would be awesome if like your ear just. But now it's not now. Yeah. Now it's not. No, now, now, I'm just, now, now I'm just walking home. I'm going to get a smash burn from Tots. 
so Jeanette, I'm glad you brought up the Mike Ryan thing because I actually had like an observation of Mike Ryan this week and I'm not going to jump right into it now that I do want to talk about. My topics may be very show centric because Mike Ryan just got me through like 40 minutes of cardio. So nobody can see me right here on this podcast, but I'm drenched in sweat. And let's kind of talk about why this intro is a little awkward right now and why it's just kind of trying to figure out what what this podcast is going to be. Um, it's because of the unprofessionals. And when I say the unprofessionals, even Lou showed up. Lou, who spent all day doing his real job at a brewery, which is a great job to have, by the way, is where you end up at a brewery as part of your job, walks to a restaurant. I can literally see corner street signs behind him as he's walking home and like true picket fences. So he's truly in the neighborhood and he showed up for this. Now, granted, it might turn out to be more unprofessional than the other five people that just didn't show up to their job on a Friday night, but at least it's something to make fun of. Uh, so Jeanette and I, about an hour, hour and a half ago is typically when we would start our podcast. And this isn't going to be a true bitching about my teammates, y'all. So we're just looking for funny here, except Jeff. Uh, <laughs> we Right before the podcast kicks off, uh, you know, our, our lovely Jeff gets busy with something, says, can somebody else record? By record, I think I'll pop up a zoom i have kids i have family not that that's ever stopped me from doing something on a friday night but tonight i figured it would i've come in actually looking for something and we can get to this if i don't know if y'all have any advice for me of losing a wedding ring so i'd set the zoom up and i left and when i left the zoom was empty i came back in my room and my camera's off because if i come in and out i don't want to interrupt y'all um i came in here to get from my wife's sewing kit the measuring tape that is like for alterations or whatever so i could measure the circumference of my wedding finger wedding finger ring i've seen of it i I come in here to get that and i see professional jeanette just still faced in the camera as if like she was waiting for an interview waiting for the people in suits to show up and ask her about an obstacle she once overcame in the work environment but the other thing i saw in jeanette which i don't think i've seen very often and maybe because there's 15 people on the zoom jeanette had the most phlegm face i've ever seen where it was like, I am tired of everybody and everything. And it could be the long week. I don't think you mean LAH. But when you said it was the longest week, I was like, okay, I imagine so because you looked like you were already over the day. Uh, so even though I came in here with the intention to ignore y'all, I couldn't ignore just a poor Jeanette looking so miserable on a Friday evening. So I hopped on and said, you know what? Give me some time to go work on my dad bod and uh, put the little one. Well, I won't say I put the little one to sleep. Allow my wife to put the little one to sleep. And let's do it. So here I am sweaty. Here Lou is uh, glossy-eyed, even on a phone camera, I can tell. And here's Jeanette fed up with the week. So Jeanette, uh, do you want to kind of like treat this as your own, you know, venting session? You you good? No, hold on. You're clearly going to measure your ring size and order a new ring and pretend that you didn't lose your ring. Okay. All right. So no, for those of y'all who didn't understand a single thing, you please, Jeanette, laugh into the mic. It's okay. Lou just, <laughs> I, I uh, thought like like a strangler, like he was being the victim of a crime. Like, oh shoot, he's being we're killed witnessing, on camera. Yes. We're <laughs> witnessing an alien devour Lou uh live on his phone camera. It's gonna be like Blair Witch Project. No, he fell into um like a hole in the street. He's plummeting towards the center of the earth, and we, we're just like okay, we're just watching. Just, yeah, let's just keep on, you know, being <laughs> Levitard centric here. Let's ignore he, that Lou is falling to his demise and we're not going to help him. But but hold on, hold on. Did you not hear me? I did hear you. I just want you to bring it back up whenever you're home because I do think it's a funny conversation to have, and I don't want it to be so poor. Uh, but yes, I heard you. No, that's not what happened, but please ask that again, because that was the funniest possible way. 
that could have happened. And this will be a weird way to edit it, but screw it. I'll make it happen. All right. Actually, no, let's just do it. So yeah, first off, if Lou was falling down, uh, I'm going to unmute you and just do what you wish. If Lou was falling down a hole to the center of the earth, he is the type of professional, uh, albeit everything on this podcast says otherwise, that would absolutely keep hit the phone in his hand and keep trying to get the last takeoff because he's not going to be stopped from talking once he has an idea, which he's proven three times in five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll get to the wedding ring later because I asked Jeanette how her week was and I'm not going to do the thing that we always do where we ask somebody something and move on. So Jeanette, how was your week? You want to vent? Would you like to say fuck Karen in the office? What's going on? No, it's not even that. Um, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm like mentally preparing for a time change or the time change needs to happen earlier in the year or something because I just feel like 9, 9.30, any 9.30, I guess now, I'm just like, I'm ready to just drop everything, go to sleep. It, it's tough, man. It's it's so tough. So I don't know, maybe if that's like a function of old age or... Well, that's what I was going to say. Are you trying to blame old age on uh, spring forward, fall back and change of time? Yeah. Or maybe I just want it to be like my own time where it's like, I don't have to be dependent on a season or the government telling me you know what time is it's like if I want to sleep now I should sleep now if I want to work at this time I should work at whatever time I want to work at so I I think I'm just I'm going through some stuff I think I want to try to the whole sleep during the day work at night oh don't do that you first (laughs) of all you sound like one of those ads that plays on YouTube that's like do you want to have your own schedule? Do you want to do as you wish? And like all these motivational people full of shit that pretend that they can if do. You, yes. If yeah. you send me $100 right now, I will give you the seven secrets to being exactly. the master of your own future. You'll finally get up off the couch and make something of yourself. You will live up to your potential and it only costs you $100. So working nights. Yeah. It only costs you $100 and then it's up to you to grind for the rest of your life. After giving me a hundred dollars. So let's go back to working nights real quick. Uh, and I don't know if you like realized you were doing a hot take. And so you decided to keep going. Uh, Lou fell out the podcast and I just think it's important yeah, to mention, he, although nobody would have noticed. He, uh, he finally, he hit the center of the earth. The gremlin he, people got him. He's, he, they're forcing him to the make gremlin people. To... What a deep cut <laughs> when they tore up the airport drive, uh, drive through, just not a drive through runway. All right. So were you doing like a, a, you have it a take or were you actually serious about considering nights? My best friend works nights and he's an introvert, which is why I think we've always been best friends since like uh, we were 10 years old and have never had an argument because we're so polar opposite that even if I get upset, which is obviously the person that would, he's chill. Are you an introvert? Because he loves it, but that's because he hates people and he, I think he sleeps upside down and he doesn't go out during the day. Lou pops back in without a hat on, bald face, all up in the camera, looking like Joe Rogan's less successful uncle who told him how he almost started a podcast. That's true. So, I mean, actually, well, hold on. Were you actually considering working nights, Janet? No, I don't think that, even though I'm working from home right now, I don't think my company will actually let me take on that type of shift because we have to be in contact with a supervisor yeah, I, I wasn't thinking so, like, I, yeah I wasn't asking like work and not just because I don't want to like get too much into what you do and all that in case someday we become famous I meant like would you actually explore a career that was night day yeah I, I, I would, I would. Okay. yeah Lou would you do that I would absolutely not uh like wait till like third shift is what you're saying yeah graveyard depends on the pay. yeah depends on the pay Oh, I mean, everything has a price tag, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, 
but I mean, like for a slightly more competitive salary, I guess would be like, you're just over it. You want to try something new. This isn't, Hey, would you be a millionaire to work at night? Like, yes. Uh, no, probably not. Because I mean, okay. I mean, granted, if, if, if I had a, a special client that needed something in 24 hours, like, yeah, I would, I would, I would work. Okay. I, night, yeah. But, I don't but, think I'm like, asking y'all. I don't think I'm claiming that none of us would work. I work all night. Yeah. 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 I'm not questioning your work ethic. I'm asking, would you actually consider taking that shift? Because to me and Jeanette, maybe you're doing it because your kid's older now. But like, it would be impossible to do and not even lifestyle. Like I just couldn't do it. Nighttime, then you come home right when like weekends, if you're brunching or lunching, people patio pimping, you messing with my fuck boy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what it's like to be a, a fuck boy, you know, but it's 2021. I guess girls, you know, women can be fuck boys too. That's, I guess, a derivative of Jay-Z right there. I'd say if women got the right to be fuck boys too, that's a derivative of like Beyonce's power, right? Like only Beyonce has the power to give women the right to be fuck boys too. No, I was trying to do the women's as pimps too. Oh, how do I miss that? Sorry. That's uh, that's two jokes you've made this uh, about rhymes this week that I've missed. Anyways. All right. I, no, actually, ahead. you know what? I, I have a story about a uh, third shift job. Of course Go you did. There's, there's yeah. no way you didn't. There's two. Actually, no, it's crazy. I have two. So the first time, what if you had a third? uh, Not a third. So the first time is when I moved. First moved to Roanoke when I was with the band, and I was like, I need a job. Like I don't know until I was like, I found like a UPS job, right? So uh, we applied for a job at UPS, and it was like the third shift job, and it was like, hey, come in for a nine o'clock interview, right? So we hold on, hold on. Was this was this work program at school? No, no, this is there's a pipeline for UPS. No, this was okay. not the pipeline. This was like I was in my my I was like twenty, right? I just I I, I just I just I, I dropped out of my I dropped out of college, joined a band, and moved out of state. Uh, and I was like, oh, I need a job, so I, I'm gonna go. You know, hey, UPS is hiring for the third shift. Right? That sounds fun, whatever. So it was like, oh, cool, come in for a nine o'clock interview. So for some reason, me and my other friend, we thought it was like at 9 p.m. Because like, why would we not, you know, it's 9 p.m. It's the third, you know, we're, we're applying for the third ship. So it's 9 p.m. when we show up. Front door. 9 p.m.? Like, it was 9 p.m.? Just to be sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like 9 p.m. So it was like, oh, well, the front door's locked. So uh, we blocked like, well, maybe we'll, like, I'm just like, I'm naive. I'm like, let's go to the back. So we go to the back. We open up the, the back door. And the alarm starts going off, right? <laughs> and then my friend Billy looks at me. He's like, um, I think we should get out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, when the cops show up and we're trying to tell them that we're just showing up for an interview, like this is not a very good excuse. And so uh, that, that was my short extent of a uh, potential job at UPS. That is actually the best way to like, I guess, try to get into somewhere, right? If you're going to break in like super early for a place that's at like a 24-7 show yeah. up and like, but you can't show up overdressed for like UPS third shift. You have to be like the person that wears like the un uh, unaltered or un, what am I thinking of the word that gets your tailored? pants untailored, unhemmed, yeah. Khakis that like are baggy and you're wearing like the Walmart black sneakers with like a tie that's hanging past your belt loop. What's up? But he would be like, they would have potentially been like the fanciest robbers of the modern age uh, because yeah, be- because they're absolutely. showing up that was the first experience of my they're trying to show for a job interview so obviously they're a little bit dressed up and then they you know open the back door 
So you got to imagine Lou in like full business casual. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yes. you know, these are the snappiest like potential robbers in the world. They they actually like dress up to go do a robbery and check each other out. Hey man, you no, you're no, 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 you're no, 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 no. This was like twenty year old Lou, so, where like I'm not I'm not like I mean like I'm I'm wearing like you know some thrift store clothes, cargo so, shorts. <laughs> yeah, cargo. No, I'm wear I'm wearing ninety ass shorts and a ninety ass t shirt. <laughs> and then the second time for my third uh, third shift job was like is when we moved out of Roanoke, we moved to Suffolk and it was like, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, the stay at home dad, but I was like, well, I could, maybe I could get a job or something. And it was, and Panera was opening <laughs> for like a oh, baker. Love Panera. Right? Shout out Panera. Me and Jeremy Tache bonded over Panera randomly once. So I was going to, I didn't, obviously I didn't get the job, but like, which I'm so glad. Like all these, all these places. Like getting the job at UPS would have been horrible. Getting love, a job at Panera. I love the idea that you showed up for Panera, and uh, all the local companies had your picture inside of there, <laughs> saying these people are trying to break in, claiming they're here for interviews. So you showed up to Panera <laughs> to do the interview, and at, right before the interview, like at the desk, like you can't see it, but she can see the pictures of everybody at her desk. And she looks up and sees you looking back at her like, oh no, it's the it's the serial suit and tie robber of uh of third shifts. I, I have a follow-up about third shift though. You said you dropped out of college, uh, which I was so hoping you didn't mention grade, because when you said 20, I want to be like he was in 12th grade. But you dropped out of college to join a band, is what you said, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. third shift, and you know, maybe this is just me and my rapper days, third shift seems like the worst thing to take on in a band because you're usually doing like shit shows like wednesday night tuesday night like even sunday night at best like it's really hard to get a friday saturday night unless you're opening up at 7 p.m so third shift seems like or i guess maybe that's it we all doing like 7 p.m shows and you have plenty of time to get back to work not that you ever got either job it seems like <laughs> um it was one of those things like we didn't know what we were doing right like that like the, where are we it was like we've never been a real band we don't know what we're doing. It was just so like, there were no shows. Need... Yeah, at, at, okay. uh, at the t- it was like that was like we uh, it was like that was like I just moved and I had enough money saved up from my previous like jobs, so um, it wasn't it wasn't like dire straits because like it was like four of us lived in the house and like my rent was like two hundred dollars for a month, right? So like, you, know, Lou, you remind could... me. Uh... You remind me a lot of my best friend because like you you seem scandalous with your Bruce personality and we'll get to the question you asked me earlier that we're going to have to edit and bring back here with the winning. <laughs> so there's a lot of personalities about you that seem like shady, but my best friend uh, is like very frugal and very good with money credit. Like he's absolutely the best and has always been. So you saying that you dropped out of college to you know join a band, which doesn't seem like the more responsible thing. However, you still had enough money saved up to not have to worry about getting a job. And granted, back then, depending on what your lifestyle was, could mean you had enough to get you weed for a yep. month and another month of rent. But either way, <laughs> in your at 20, having another extra month of rent is huge. Because at 20, oh, yeah. I don't think I had that. So are, are you that guy? Are you like kind of secretly the Billy Gill here where you you save every penny, every dime? Are you couponing? Yeah. So like uh, my, my dad is an accountant. Like I'm just like, I don't like, I I've never... My parents, like, I'm come from, like, middle-class parents, and so, like, we never had, like, we always had enough, but like, we weren't, like, extravagant, and it was, like, I learned, 
the live within my means type of thing. And so like, um, when I eventually, so like my, my actual real job, I got, well, not real job, but like I got, I worked at a coffee shop where we worked on tips and like, I had like, I did like the like legit old school thing. Am I froze or you guys froze? We're no, lis- we're listening to you. Sorry. We're listening intently. Is this not the reaction you wanted? No, no, you you just look froze for a second. So no, I I would like I I I'm like the old school method where like I had like three I had like three you know cups and it was like this was like this was for tour money this was for like uh, okay. food and this was for like rent and so like I just had like that that's that was like my that's what I did so like I'm I've always been good with money like um it's like I you know it was just cash I would I would just like save it up and like with the band it was like cool i'm gonna you know i would save up like three hundred dollars and then we would go on the road for two weeks and i would have like three hundred dollars would would you have bandmates that weren't as responsible like hey you mind if i borrow a 20 and then they just no 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 we were we were all like that's the thing like we were all like too responsible to be like a really good band i mean you all dropped out of college and tried to break into a up i wouldn't say you're too responsible but Jeanette. No, the no, the other people already graduated from college. <laughs> they graduated from college. I dropped I dropped out my sophomore year. So when you brought up um coupons, it reminded me of this story that I saw today where this um woman in uh, Virginia Beach is actually going to go um has been sentenced to twelve years in prison for um creating uh fake uh, coupons that she's been uh, using at retailers for like uh, for three years. So she would make her own coupons. She would like go and buy like this paper where they were to the point where every time she would go to the store, they were actually paying her for her purchases. And this lady would actually somehow manage to get actual barcodes. So when it would scan into the registers, it would accept it as a coupon and she like knew how to how to do this and it it says here that she ended so, up yeah go her, ahead I, I just looked it up too go ahead her whole it's a counterfeit ring and she ended up uh costing retailers in her in her area close to 32 million dollars with these coupons <laughs> that is insane that like the amount of uh the amount of detail and dedication you have to have to continue going for that long right because i understand how people get caught up in like a drug game or anything because it's you sell drugs people come looking for you like she had let me not mumble through that i understand the drug game where you know you sell drugs people come looking for it you buy it you sell them again you go buy more it's basically normal retail market couponing like she had to learn photoshop she had to stay up with times. I imagine she had to like, if a logo changed, right? She had to change dates. My my bigger question here, and now I want to have this woman on the podcast, Lula, see if we can find her, drive down to Virginia Beach mm-hmm. real quick. All right. Uh, because the barcodes, or are those not a thing anymore? Or, or do you think like, and I'm looking at a picture of her and uh, I won't be too shallow, but she's an attractive woman, it seems. Uh, assuming this is the picture of her and I didn't just get like an ad about something else. Did she just like <laughs> talk them into... Uh, like, hey, this coupon's good. It has no expiration date because if, I guess they're not scanning them all the time, right? They may just look at it, read it, call it a day. No, so- the the story that I read was she had functioning either barcodes that when she was at the register, it would trigger whatever in their system. 
So either these companies are always recycling the same barcodes for like a buy one, get one free or something. And she knew she like, so she, I don't know, maybe like when all this, it's going to come out, maybe she had somebody on the inside in, in the coupon world that let her know, or she just like, you know, it's a sixth sense that she caught onto when she would be at the store, or she was actually looking at like the sequence of numbers in the coupons and maybe that's how she did it. So now the whole coupon game is going to get, um, it's going to be revolutionized because of this one oh, woman. Do you, do you think it's like catch me if you can, where they're going to have to yes. use her? To save the coupon game, like they're gonna get her out of prison and say, "You are gonna be the FBI, CIA's like specialist in making sure that this doesn't happen to coupons ever again." Uh, from exactly, and then poor Billy, he's gonna—they're gonna change the coupon for Burger King for him to get the free Whopper, and, <laughs> and he's gonna get so upset because it's not gonna be that same code that he has memorized. From barcodes to behind bars, a story <laughs> of. <laughs> Go ahead, Lou. Right. So I, I've always, for most of my life, I've maintained that the most corrupt professions are graphic designers and accountants. I, I, yeah, I don't know enough about accountants, but I think they have their place in the world, depending on if you make a lot of money and you're not responsible or educated. No, uh, no but, but, think, but think about every, every major crime, you have to have a money man. You have to have someone that knows the system they have so and then it's always an accountant it's always an accountant that will run okay. the money i'll follow yeah. you down there accountants suck and they're crooked and they should the career shouldn't exist i'll follow you down this road but like but it's, back all, to but, but it's also no but it's also the perfect no i'll get that but like accountants the perfect thing because like everybody thinks like you know it's the uh the like uh parks and recs like the cones of the the, the cones of dunshore and like the adam you know like the the accountants are nerds, right? So it's like the perfect cover. So like, you're no the way, nerd. Man. Have you ever seen Ben Affleck in The Accountant? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That that is a movie. Like, I will always, I will always watch that movie if it's on. That movie always gets me. It's yeah, so such a weird movie itself. Like, yeah. Anyways, we don't need to go down there. But like, but like, but that, that exact, but that's exactly one. The accountants are the most corrupt, shady people. Do you think like so? I mean, even like Enron, like Enron, all their all their mark to market, all their you know the things that they did legally would not have happened if the the money people were not there. The if the accountants weren't figuring out how to. Yeah, but I think for every Enron story, there's a story about some European kid that was selling drugs from his computer and made hundreds of, i think it's simply people that take the time to learn the system and that are smarter than the rest of us but and i'm not i mean this is a weird debate to have i mean i guess i don't know why i'm defending accountants i don't have one, I'm not smart <laughs> enough to be one. so i don't know why i'm like i said i was with you and then i came right back to just picking up my shield <laughs> and defending the the number crunchers that are but you said graphic designers and i agree and i think you know what, let me just hear your take because I, I don't want to steal your thunder and both of us being local musicians i feel like we kind of have history with graphic designers that makes us hate them so here's my thing on graphic designers so like think about like you know back in the day like counterfeiting like you you if if you were very good counterfeiting before digital age you could get away with so much stuff like you know counterfeit a birth certificate counterfeit like bank notes right so you need a good 
graphic designer, someone has an eye for detail, someone that understands that like, oh, hey, this logo is in the right corner. Like it's these banknotes. So like, I feel like an artistic, maybe maybe not artistic or graphic designer, but an artistic person is makes a very good counterfeiter. Someone that's going to. Well, yeah, I think I think artistic people in general are your most crooked, just because their minds find creative ways out of things. Jeanette, did you have something about that? Yeah, like there's been examples of of um, in different avenues where people have fake things, and out of pride, they don't want to admit that they own these things because it's so hurtful to them. So you will have like discoveries of like very good uh paintings that have been passed off as originals and it isn't until later on that people find out oh it was a it was a fraud or um even now there's even a thing where they're like with wine where people are pretending to buy like hundreds decades of year old wine right that is supposed to be really rare and all it it is it's just like something they they make the bottle they they you know age the label and like whatever and the people that buy this they're never going to admit that they got scammed but also they're wealthy enough where they can absorb it so they just like keep it quiet so there's certain avenues where this is like can be the perfect crime um just because of who you're you're potentially taking advantage of so guys we need to go and get like some martinelli's we need to look up some like super rare sought after wines and maybe get in on this possibly hypothetically i don't know have you seen the netflix documentary about the wine i forget what it's called uh no but i've sat there forever okay i've no i've i've heard of it because like remember there was also that movie with melissa mccarthy where she faked those letters and all she did was how she was caught was she was using a modern typewriter for letters that were supposed to have been from like 1900s. So imagine the people that are trained to catch the counterfeiters have to be even like so nerdy that you can distinguish keystrokes from different typewriters to what should have been around at the time. So, all right. So a couple things in there. It's called Sour Grapes just to tie that up. And then there's a one about art also that's called Made You Look. That's the same thing, this uh, Mm -hmm. lady. Uh, But I don't think that those people that are like telling you, hey, this is from this period are smart. And I mean, I'm sure they're potentially nerdy, although I think they're just professional snitches. I think they just know how to find the right information. Like if you came to me and said, I need to know if this is real. Like these are all things you just go look up and start looking at. I don't think it's that they know the information it's that they know how to find the information i don't think that they could just tell you i can tell you right now this typewriter looks like it's from blase blah versus blase blah because the average person i think in that profession has got to be i mean younger than the keyboard right like the actual keyboard on a computer well i guess they have to take different things into consideration like the type of paper ink, ink. and i'm sure if they like take a sample and it, it, it like it, it's like and it has a bunch of chemicals in it they're like yeah this is like you know yeah they have uh, to be historians a, right? the, the, yeah this is hp 61 for like a lenovo home office you know <laughs> so someone shack is uh, constantly wanting us to buy so uh, lou did you have something to, to wrap that uh yeah so up with? I, 
yeah, and so like it was with the whole thing, like with good you know, Shaq like, joke dragged. by the way. It landed late. Um, good Shaq joke. So do you, uh, do you guys remember watching uh, Mastic Men? I think it had Nicolas Cage and um, um, I don't know. They they were like con men, right? No. Hmm. Oh, anyway, it's um, not important. It was like me, and my me and my friend, like we're really close to like trying to think of like <laughs> it was a good very con. important. A good con. It has Nicholas Cage. That's all you need to matter. Match six men get Nicholas Cage. So we were trying to come up with a like a legit like, hey, like what's a good con that we could like, you know, we were it was like bouncing ideas. So we had this idea to go to like, uh, you know, a city that's like I think you know we're in Cincinnati, we're in Columbus, and it was like we were going to come up with this idea that like the state the state decided to change people's uh zip codes uh not their zip their address their address or zip codes or something it was something and it was going to be be something where we're going to it was going to be like a stupid two dollar fee to like transfer your and charlie your... see charlie's job charlie's title is and so charlie so so what charlie does um oh, charlie no. he oh how do my, i say my, this my 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 okay <laughs> Oh no! So Lou, the gremlins uh, got him again. The gremlins got him. So oh, Lou, I don't know if he thought he was cutting out because he didn't understand the Charlie joke, and I was cutting myself off because that's what I think it is. If we had to bet, do you think it's that he got the Charlie Billy joke, or that he thinks I was cutting out? Like Charlie, Charlie, uh, Charlie, uh, I think he thinks. All right, Lou, oh, he's back. he's back. We have to find out. So Lou, I have to I ask hate- you something. Yeah. I, did, did you just like when you left? Was it because you heard me cutting off like in and out, or why did you just leave? Honestly, I, I honestly don't know what happened. It something happened, but anyway. So but, no, I want to know. I want to know. I know something <laughs> happened. I want to know in your head the reason you like ended and came back, like restart <clears> basically. Because <throat> we have a bet. We think that you may have heard me being choppy back, like cutting off, cutting off, trying to say something. Or that you understood something I was doing. And I don't know. But be honest here. Because if you just realized what I was doing, do not lie. No, I, I knew what you were doing. Um, okay. I, on, I honestly don't know why my computer, uh, why I ended the Zoom. Um, that, that's where I... So okay, that, that's funny. Was, what, the, so I don't the know. best part yes, was you were, you were taking your earbuds off and it looked like when it a girl's ready to fight and she takes her earrings off. Because you were so <laughs> mad. You turned like this. No, it fell off. like... Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so anyway, continue. So, so this the scam was like me and my friend. We were, were going to pretend that we were like we get hired by the city to like collect signatures to change some some sort of address thing. And it was like we would decide like if we make it a really low fee, like two dollars, like people might not like really think about it and just be like, okay, cool. Here's the two like two dollars, like, you know, hand out two dollars in cash. And so we were just like, okay, we'll, we'll just pick this subdivision that's like an hour away. We'll go around for like a, you know an hour and just be like, hey, you know, hey, you know, hi, you know, I'm Ken with you know the city of Columbus, and you know we're changing addresses, like you know, like here, here's a form which let you know, like earthquake, two dollar, two dollar fee. Oh no, Jeanette, are you are you having an actual earthquake right now? Yeah, Jeanette, in the middle of this, said earthquake. I heard shaking. Is everybody in your house okay? Yeah, my mom's yelling. Go get your mom. Let's talk to her. Let's see how she experienced it. Go get your mom. I want to ask no, her. No, she's about using the... bad words. Jeanette, Jeanette, listen to me right now. Go ask your mom to come yep. here and go get your mom. Ask her. Will she please? Will she you please? You didn't hear? You didn't hear? What'd she say? Yeah. 
It's like, there's an earthquake. Aren't you listening to me? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, just a house shake. Not you. I want to talk to your mom. You be oh. quiet, Judith. I want to hear from Miss Hernandez. No. Okay, she's not. Is she? Oh, you're scared. You won't do it. This is the fear of a Mexican mother and Jeanette. She's never been scared of anybody on any of these Zooms. And she's looking. Uh, I'm sorry that that was... Actually, that was the perfect ending to your story, Lou. <laughs> so, we didn't do it. It's okay. I, so, oh, we didn't do it. That's There we go. Wait, when you brought up the... Or when I brought up the accountant, I didn't think of doing this, but then you mentioned it being like a movie that you'll always stop on or that you have to finish. And there's one that is oddly not in i think my character or maybe not with a lot that was actually reviewed and this is a shameless plug on cinema this week uh cinema if you don't know is a new podcast with a few of us i think it's going to be a rotating cast although it's a beeps kind of special project from my understanding where they're mm -hmm. reviewing and let me not ruin this jeanette you've been on one or two uh so before i throw it to you i just want to say this week you reviewed my girl and my girl is a movie that i am I don't know why I'm obsessed with it because maybe because I watched it so many times as a child, there's like five movies I watched over and over. Uh, but it made me for my entire adulthood scared that bees were going to one day, if not kill me, kill somebody around me. Uh, but did y'all, so you want to walk through what's the podcast about and how did my girl go? And what was the first movie y'all did? Okay. So cinema for the listening audience is where members of Lauer After Hours review movies that are rated at 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or have a 6.9 score on IMDb. And then I we, <laughs> we go and we determine whether they're a yeah, meh, or feh. So the first movie that we did was The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Okay. And then the second one that we landed on, we're going like randomly uh, picking movies. The second one was My Girl. Um, with is it Dan. randomly or is it what Beep wants to watch? That no, it, it's it's random. It, it's random. It's within the group. Uh, we're trying to both. decide. Oh, there's it's a chat for this? Yeah, so we're also, wow. I think, part of how we're, we're also choosing and also how you decide that you want to watch the movie is if you're subscribed to that streaming service that happens to carry the movie at the time. So, like, right now, we're voting on either Rocky Four or Any Given Sunday. And I voted for Rocky Four because that's on HBO Max. <laughs> and Any Given Sunday appears to be on Peacock. And I am not, I don't have Peacock. Oh, I'm going to so, change my vote. Um, are you Lou? Are you in this chat? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So just me. It's not. I'm just excluded. Did I have a question for Wedding Singer? And I'm not asking about. Uh, if you want to hear about those two reviews, go check them out. It's under the Lower After Hours podcast. Yeah. So, far so if right you're subscribed now, to us, you can find them. Yeah. So so far right now, only the review of the Wedding Singer is out. Uh, oh, so there's so, a teaser. My girl coming up. Yeah. So my girl's coming up. So you know. Look, Spoiler alert, Macaulay one. Culgan yeah. dies. So on Wedding Singer, I actually have a question, and I guess we can, do we want to do a put it on the poll at 10 p.m. on a Friday? Probably not. Best yeah. Wedding Singer between you two? Because uh, I had asked this and nobody really, to me, there's Boy George in The Wedding Singer, or Dan, is it Finnerty, The Wedding Singer from Old School? Ooh. So between those two, 
who do you have? I'm going with Dan Finnerty because it was just maybe it's recency bias. And it's really hard to go against Boy George, right? He's Boy George. He's a legend. But who do y'all have in that? Uh, do either one of y'all know who I'm at talking about with uh, old school? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jeanette, yeah. Uh, why did I need you now? Yeah, it was more. Thank you for correcting me. I saw the word now leaving my mouth like, that's not it. All right. Uh, all right. So no answer. Cool. That was a good topic. Flynn, thanks for bringing that up. Anyways, mm -hmm. check out Cinema, uh, which I don't know when it's going to be released. So the last one's out. And my girl, I'm actually sad I didn't get to see. If I wasn't so busy, I would have rewatched that because uh, I actually think that's an all-time classic movie. I'm surprised. No, I, wa I watched it. I, I I was bummed. Like I just like I had a I had a rough day. I I wasn't able to to do that. But I was really I was really bummed out. I mean, I only watched half of the movie, so I was going to fake the last half. But like I but I didn't get to put this in, so I'm going. I'm going to use it now. Aveda is a little stugat. Okay, is is this about the movie? Because I'd have to rewatch. If you're trying the girl, to redo the girl, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, the girl, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, no, I, I literally so have to rewatch this. One, movie. one from the beginning. I don't want to do she's already, she's already trying to uh, convince her dad that she has all these diseases. So she's a hypochondriac, like Sue God. Then she charges random people to like look at dead bodies when there's no dead bodies in there. So like throughout the whole movie, I was like, I I, I viewed her as a little Sue God. So um no i didn't like the movie i got bored like i stopped. Okay. I, I stopped. Maybe, I stopped. maybe it doesn't hold up I, again i'm i'm viewing this through like the prism of like i guess eight-year-old me I, last time i saw it i had a dad so that's how long ago that was <laughs> so yeah so that'll let you know but that's why maybe i should have wow joined it all right so we're about an hour in i didn't i, I didn't expect lou to have so many stories today but i'm glad you did i'm glad you did because yeah. it helped us feel content because otherwise me and jeanette would have you know had to <laughs> each other talk about things not related to you but i'm glad I, you were yeah there. no yeah after i like dropped out like three times because apparently if i touch my headphones it just locks me out that's what's happening they, my, for my, the most my part headphones. they were perfect timing yeah we, <laughs> like your, your you headphone know, we, yeah, we had in the beginning when you were being abducted by the underworld people and <laughs> and you continually trying to escape them to get home to eat your hamburger. So good job. You were able to fight off a, an invading horde all on your own. <laughs> and you and did pot. come in from the restaurant. Like, did you want to be on the pod that much that where you left with food in your hand? You walked home with a burger in your hand because as soon as you no. got home, it was a camera in your face. 50% of it, I'd say 60% of it was a burger. 40% of it was your face. And that's what we watched for the first two minutes when you got home. So did you walk home with a burger in your hand? No. Uh, well, I, I, I got the food to go. It was pretty okay. good to go. But like I, I faced home a bunch of my college buddies and none of them picked up. And then I like randomly saw the Zoom link. I was like, well, this is like really late. So I'm just going to. That's I'm, funny. I'm gonna... So you thought you would use this podcast and this Zoom to jump in. Yeah. And enjoy. That's cool. No, we haven't had this conversation before an hour <laughs> ago. Uh, all right. So last thing I want to do is at the beginning, uh, Jeanette, with your long week, and I know you don't want to vent on Karen, you did mention the Mike Ryan. Uh, what's the actual, because whenever I do limited fake, I think more of Zaslow, and then it, they turn it into, I forget the call, mm. the the, the, uh, the, my, the UM lateral Versus call. Duke, yeah. Yeah. So that Dan, one. Dan it, 
that tied into some other things this week that I noticed with Mike Ryan. <laughs> it, it could have been one more time. Go, Lou. One more time. Cordona. Uh, Who cares if your kid has ringworm? It tied in. You're crushing it. I actually, the, the Lou limited Mike Ryan doing limited fake, and I don't know the guy's name. You're doing great. Joe Zagaki. This plane never works. Surely nobody will question. I'm not going to do that. All right. Uh, My voice doesn't do well unless I'm doing like Smurfs or something. All right. Uh, Mike Ryan's comedy uh, this week when he's appeared and after the Monday show, he's over the last two weeks, he's getting to like a point of comedy that I saw glimpses of when they first left ESPN, where he would do. Uh, I'm trying to think of oh the and maybe not when they first left he slowly showed glimpses like fucking a melt or I would do this and he'll say something absurd and not in the way Chris Cody does because Chris Cody says it in a way where he wants people to believe that he actually believes the take uh, Mike Ryan's like his absurd humor that's funny like uh, if somebody puts a little bit of piss I'll still eat it or I'll fuck that cheese mm-hmm. melt right and uh, or spreading clap across a retirement community like this this part of humor of him. Uh, I'm loving because it's to me, it's a different angle and it's the anti-corporate Mike. And I was always pro corporate Mike, but I just, I'm hoping that he's still this. Cause I feel like this is his natural humor. If you're having a beer with Mike Ryan and he's just kind of like, <laughs> he's letting his natural humor play into a new role. Anyway, uh, that's like a really serious observation, which is corny as shit, but I just think he's been funny as shit. And I've always liked Mike Ryan, uh, although he hates me. Uh, I've always thought he was funny, but the the amount of humor and the type of humor he's doing lately, and he's doing it more often, I think is yeah. Cool. Sure he's a, no, he's he's always had like I think when they were ESPN, there were certain times where they had to be very subtle about the types of jokes, yep. uh, especially when you know I think when when you would if you would listen from the local hour to them being on ESPN radio, you saw that transition where they would start on the topic in the local hour. And then sometimes try to carry it over and it would they would have to change it. So it was a more it's a harder comedy to do because you're trying to like layer it and you're trying to um to the faithful audience, they get those snags of it, but then it also passes, you know, the ESPN babysitters. Now there's a little bit less of that. And it's more of like bringing stuff back from the archive to serve the old audience, to bring in the new audience. Instead of having to explain the joke, if they happen to have it, they're going to play the clip yeah. to make it easier yeah, for that's everybody. The, that's the callback. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I think part of it, too, is like maybe since he doesn't have to carry so that responsibility anymore of like overlooking of like, we don't have to cross a boundary. Now someone else has to do that. Maybe it frees him up to be, to, to say things like I want to fuck a, a zinger or a tuna melt <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> it better not be a tuna melt. Nobody wants to fuck a tuna melt, but actually Apple pie. I guess of all the melts, tuna melt seems we'll move on. All right, so that's gonna do it for laughter the club. Uh, we appreciate what about your ring. Oh yeah. Oh shit. So, right, let's do the ring. So back. here's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So yeah, I let me explain what happened again, just for those of y'all who've lost interest or skipped through some things. I came in to measure my ring. I lost my ring two months ago, a month and a half ago. I don't know. Uh, and usually, I've lost this thing. Let me be clear. Multiple times, I had to open up the bottom of a couch to get it out of there one time. Uh, Luke, I'm gonna need you. Okay, I thought Lou got frustrated and left. I was like, jeez. <laughs> twice 
Yeah, so I've, I've lost it about a month and a half, two months ago. And usually when I lose it, I find it within two to four weeks. Uh, oh, it's always somewhere hidden in the floor. The worst time I had to literally take the bottom of a couch off and restaple it. Uh, so, you know, I've lost wow. it, but I've always known. And I know what I did with it last, but I can't find it anymore. And the last thing I did is I was on the treadmill in the garage, put it in my pocket. And worst case scenario, you find it somewhere. Either it falls out during laundry, washer dryer, you hear it nothing. We've searched everywhere. And me and my wife had both found this ring before. So I was measuring my ring and I was looking for, uh, I, I got tape measure to measure it to find out my ring size, which is not easy apparently. And Lou, you had a question for me earlier that cut off. What did you, you thought that I was doing what now? And I think it's perfect. Yeah. So my, my, my initial thought of this is before I knew that your wife, I was, I was under the assumption that your wife did not know you lost the ring. Right. You're measuring your ring size so you can buy a new ring and pass it off that you've never lost your ring. And that is a great Bruce <laughs> idea because that is something that I would do. I don't think I would do it because I'm so bad at recognizing two things being the same. I would end up with the wrong ring. But also, <laughs> uh, no, she knows about it. And I'm going out of the country with guys only. So I'm like, oh, you can't do that without a ring. But to prove Lou right, and to end the podcast, I'm not above that because for our, and this is where I start whispering, y'all, for our anniversary, she bought me Bose earbuds, which we talked about earlier. I don't know if it's going to make the podcast. Um, the newest Bose sound, uh, whatever, shutting up, whatever it's Noise called. canceling. There you go. Noise canceling. Uh, yep. That's the word. I feel dumb now. Thank you. So the Bose noise canceling, this is how nervous I am, uh, earbuds. And she bought them for me. So first, an earbud while on the couch fell out of my ear and into a drink of mine that was on the floor next to me on the couch. She bought the warranty. I don't do warranty. She's foreign. She swears by them. That time she was right. They replaced the whole thing. The case, the earbuds, good to go, right? Two weeks later, and mind you, these are not cheap, and I'm not saying that to be a Jeff and talk about money. These just aren't cheap. I travel for work on my Uber ride to the hotel. I have my earbuds in. I lose the case. Here's what you don't know about these Bose earbuds. You cannot buy them separately. <laughs> so I first came back without it, and she noticed me using other wireless headphones. And I was like, did you lose some, the case? And I'm like, no, I left them in the office in the city I traveled to. I already told one of my the supervisors, put them in the desk, blah, blah, blah. So... The next time I went back to said city, I had to go buy the entire set. I had to go to two targets to make sure they were black on black and buy the entire headphones again. So right now I have two earbuds that are good somewhere in a laptop bag and I have the new ones and she will never know that because I could not let her know I almost ruined her anniversary gift a second time. And thank you for joining Laugh to the Club. Again, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, we had a bunch of unprofessional people in LTC that just didn't show up for work with no excuse. So thank you, Jeanette, for doing so. Survived an earthquake. And did not get your mom on the podcast. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you, could, uh, you heard her yelling. She's like, I stop did. recording. She's like, it's a, it's a natural disaster. Why are you recording a podcast? <laughs> if Lou can go through his night doing a podcast, you can get through an earthquake. He fell to the center of the earth. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think this is actually good times, y'all. So, yeah. Lou, Jeanette, um, let's kick everybody else out of the chat, and we will be left to the club for now on. Uh, hey, for Plum, those I, oh, go ahead. I have a question. So, the, is it the which which somebody's behind you? Laugh? 
<laughs> I think your wife was just checking on you. I think your wife was just wondering who's yelling on her porch. <laughs> I know what she's just like, All right, what's your question? So, are these Bose headphones like? So, I got I got the new Bose headphones, and it was like something where like if you um, if you touch it, it goes like automatically goes with yeah. voice command. Oh. Well, you can you can pause it. If you take one out, it pauses your audio. No, it was it would automatically go through the voice command like on the Apple, like the, and it would like uh, automatically go. And it was unbelievably like so infuriating. Like I don't normally get like that frustrated, but like I bought it and I was like, nope, taking it back. Like it was like within a day. I took it back within a day. Those are the same ones. It, it can be annoying, but it hasn't bothered me enough. Is, it, only. <laughs> is there any truth that your ring size is the same as your shoe size? Because that's like usually like that's like an old wives' tale that so, I've always heard. That's funny because it may be because I, I'm well. I don't know though because like I felt like my finger and it could be because um you know super super bloated with water, not fat. Uh, no, my ring size seemed bigger than I thought it would be, but it's it's about ten and a half on my ring and my shoes are ten. So yeah, maybe we'll see. They're all taught. This is all in toddler size, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That'll do good it. Night, y'all. y'all have a good night. Bye. Night. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye.